Hello, and welcome to this week's Three Shifts edition by Six Pages, the source for far-reaching market shifts and what they mean. It's October 2nd, 2020. Here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, California effectively bans the sale of new gas-powered cars starting in 2035. Two, Microsoft and Amazon push forward on cloud gaming. And three, regulators paint a clearer picture for cryptocurrencies. Shift one: California effectively bans the sale of new gas-powered cars starting in 2035. California Governor Gavin Newsom recently signed an order requiring 100% of all new cars and passenger trucks sold in the state to be zero emission by 2035. The order will effectively ban the sale of new internal combustion vehicles, i.e., gasoline and diesel-powered, though it will not prevent Californians from owning gas-powered cars or transacting on the used car market. The order also mandates that, where feasible, operations of medium and heavy-duty vehicles, for example, commercial trucks and construction vehicles, should also be 100% zero emission by 2045. The California Air Resources Board is tasked with developing these regulations, as well as coordinating with other state agencies on strategies to achieve 100% zero emission in off-road vehicles and equipment operations. California, often a bellwether for national regulation. Is the first U.S. state to commit to a full ban on traditional internal combustion vehicles. It is the largest car market in the U.S., with 1.9 million new passenger vehicles sold in 2019, representing over 11% of the U.S. market. The only at-scale production auto manufacturing plant in California belongs to Tesla, an electric vehicle company. The order, once implemented, is expected to achieve a 35% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions in the state. To reach these goals. The state will need to transition away from traditional gas stations and upgrade its electrical grid and charging infrastructure. The order directs state agencies to quote accelerate deployment of affordable fueling and charging options and quote assess the infrastructure required to support higher levels of electric vehicle adoption, and support new and used zero emission vehicle markets. At least 17 countries have announced similar phaseouts. In Europe, 11 sovereign states and countries have planned phaseouts. Norway, 2025. The Netherlands, 2030; Denmark, 2030; Sweden, 2030; Iceland, 2030; Slovenia, 2030; Ireland, 2030; Scotland, 2032; the UK, which is expected to accelerate its target date from 2035 to 2030; France, 2040; and Spain, 2040. Outside Europe, other countries instituting phaseouts include Israel, 2030; Canada, 2040. Singapore, 2040, and Costa Rica, 2050. Even China, the world's largest car market, is mulling plans to phase out internal combustion engines, although it is not committed to a timeline. In most cases, there continues to be a general lack of concrete legislation supporting mandates and targets. Andrew Wheeler, the current head of the Environmental Protection Agency, confirmed under the Trump administration, has challenged the order, saying California's already strained electric grid wouldn't be able to support the transition. Wheeler also stated it was unlikely the order could be implemented by the California Air Resources Board without EPA approval. In September 2019, the EPA revoked California's power to set its own emission standards, a waiver established in the Clean Air Act of 1970. This case is currently before a federal appeals court. Whether California's new order will go to court is largely dependent on the outcome of the upcoming election. Automakers are already committing billions to electric vehicles and other new technologies. 
VW at $38 billion by 2024, Ford at $11 billion by 2022, GM at $20 billion by 2025, and Hyundai at $87 billion by 2025. However, these investments are still anticipating a relatively small portion of electric vehicles. For instance, if Volkswagen hits its goals, just 20% of its vehicles will be battery electric in 2025. If bans on internal combustion vehicles are instituted and enforced more widely around the world, it will have sweeping implications for the automotive ecosystem, including automakers, which will have to reorganize their R&D investments in manufacturing, their suppliers, and the fueling and energy infrastructure. To read more content related to electric vehicles, check out our September 25th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, Tesla's plan to cut battery costs by 56% within three years. In our June 5th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, investments may spur a rebound in China's electric vehicle industry. Shift 2. Microsoft and Amazon push forward on cloud gaming. The past few weeks have seen Microsoft's public release of its Xbox cloud gaming service, also known as xCloud, and Amazon's early access debut of Luna. These two are among the host of players vying for the cloud gaming market, a group that includes Sony's PlayStation Now at over 2.2 million paid subscribers, Google Stadia at over 1 million app installs, Electronic Arts' Project Atlas, NVIDIA's GeForce Now, Tencent's Game Matrix, Telco's Deutsche Telekom and Verizon, and others. Cloud gaming is game streaming with processing in the cloud and rendered frames delivered to a quote-unquote thin client on a user's device. In theory, cloud gaming allows premium console and PC-quality games to be played from anywhere, even mobile devices. Both Microsoft and Amazon recommend connection speeds of at least 10 megabytes per second. Subscriptions based on downloaded games, a more traditional model typical of PC game distribution platforms and mobile games, are generally not considered cloud gaming. Microsoft's xCloud has been anticipated since its announcement in late 2018. On September 15th, it launched in 22 countries as Xbox Cloud Gaming. The service is bundled into the $14.99 per month Ultimate tier of the Xbox Game Pass subscription, which offers unlimited access to over 170 high-quality games. Xbox Game Pass has seen a 50% increase in subscribers over the past six months, reaching over 15 million monthly subscribers. Microsoft also plans to add EA Play, formerly EA Access, which represents another 60-plus titles, to Xbox Game Pass for no extra charge. It is also adding more exclusive games through its recent $7.5 billion acquisition of video game holding company ZeniMax Media, which will expand the number of studios under Microsoft's umbrella from 15 to 23. Subscribers can stream games on Android devices and play using compatible controllers. xCloud on Facebook Gaming is also expected. Notably absent, however, is availability on the iPhone and iPad. Apple indicated in August 2020 that cloud gaming services violated App Store guidelines. It only recently relented, allowing developers to submit games as separate apps that can be streamed via a quote-unquote catalog app. Apart from xCloud, Microsoft also updated its Xbox iOS app to enable remote play streaming from a user's Xbox One console to their iPhone, though only for games the user has on their console. A week after xCloud's launch, Amazon announced early access to its long-rumored cloud gaming service Luna. It will launch with over 100 games through two channels that users can subscribe to, Luna Plus for $5.99 per month and Ubisoft. Users can stream on a PC, Mac, Fire TV, or, notably, through web apps on the iPhone or iPad, which circumvent App Store rules and Apple's cut of sales. Android is also under development. 
Luna is integrated with Amazon services such as live streaming platform Twitch and voice assistant Alexa on Amazon's Luna controller. The cloud gaming market, driven by the pandemic and 5G, is expected to reach $585 million in 2020, with analyst projections of $4.8 billion by 2023. It's no coincidence that cloud players and game publishers are the frontrunners. They own the scarce, expensive assets needed. Though the market is still nascent, content is shaping up to be the deciding factor as to who will win. Google Stadia, which launched in November 2019 with promising technology, has underwhelmed in adoption, in part because Google has struggled to lure developers. Latency is also a big deal. Gaming is experience-driven, and delays have a significant impact. Cloud gaming is harder than video streaming, requiring responses to inputs and synchronization of masses of data in milliseconds, delivered to a device from the cloud at 60 frames per second. Depending on the game, inability to play seamlessly can be a non-starter. Still, while it's an open question whether this generation of cloud gaming providers can deliver on the experience anytime soon, the promise and opportunity in cloud-native, AI-powered, real-time content generation will continue to drive them forward. To read more content related to the cloud race and cloud gaming, check out our November 22, 2019 brief, Shifting Tides Around the Leaderboard in the Global Cloud Race, and our November 5, 2019 brief, Google Stadia, will cloud gaming finally become a big business? Shift 3. Regulators paint a clearer picture for cryptocurrencies. The global cryptocurrency market is continuing its recovery from the bubble deflation of 2018, with the total global market cap of all cryptocurrencies currently at $339 billion, nearly 3x the market cap in January 2019. The past few weeks have seen an uptick in activity from regulators, who are providing more clarity to the market than they did in 2018. In the U.S., it was recently revealed that the IRS was updating the standard 1040 tax return form to elevate a question on crypto to the first page just below the taxpayer's address, asking, quote, At any time during 2020, did you sell, receive, send, exchange, or otherwise acquire any financial interest in any virtual currency, end quote. The change will make it harder for taxpayers to claim ignorance or mistake, shoring up a gap in tax crypto guidance and helping the IRS collect on crypto transactions. The same week in the U.S., the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, OCC, and Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, released the first national guidance on the treatment of stablecoins. Stablecoins are cryptocurrency pegged to a stable asset, in this case, quote, backed on a one-to-one -one basis by a single fiat currency, end quote. The letter clarified that national banks could provide services to stablecoin issuers, including holding reserve funds backing stablecoins for clients, providing them with greater regulatory certainty. San Francisco-based crypto exchange Kraken was also recently the first to receive permission from the state of Wyoming under a new regulatory framework, the Special Purpose Depository Institution, to launch an affiliate crypto bank called Kraken Financial. The new structure, designed for crypto companies, will let Kraken open an account with the Federal Reserve and offer banking functions to clients, reducing its dependence on third-party providers. The firm could, for instance, offer a crypto debit card, asset custody, yield accounts, IRA or trading in stocks, derivatives, and commodities. Last week, the European Commission released its official proposal for a regulatory framework for crypto assets and stablecoins. The 168-page document recommends a quote-unquote bespoke regime for crypto assets, regulating the main activities such as issuance, wallets, exchanges, and trading platforms, as well as specific requirements for different types of tokens. Stablecoins in particular, 
are viewed as having the potential to be widely adopted and systemic, and therefore would be subject to more stringent requirements. Also last week, crypto exchange Gemini Trust Company, founded by Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss, expanded into the UK after receiving an electronic money license from the Financial Conduct Authority, FCA. The license lets the exchange provide its services in local currency, allowing UK consumers to pay with crypto using their debit card and fund digital wallets to invest in crypto from their bank accounts. The FCA has registered only two other crypto asset firms under its new anti-money laundering regime so far, crypto exchange Archax in August 2020 and crypto bank Ziglu in September 2020. In general, regulators appear to be seeking to balance the necessary structure with promoting continued experimentation, in some cases with an eye towards geopolitical ambitions and competitiveness. We also can expect to see some dropout as regulation weeds out those not adhering to standards. On net, less regulatory uncertainty is good for the industry, helping to drive greater public trust and more investment. To read more content related to digital currencies and innovation in banking, check out our March 6, 2020 brief, Digital Yuan, eKrona, and Other National Digital Currencies. And our February 7, 2020 brief, Visa's $5.3 billion bet on Plaid and the Pathway to Open Banking. That's it for this week's Three Shifts Edition. If you'd like to read more content and you're not already subscribed, head to sixpages.com to sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs in the Three Shifts Edition straight to your inbox. Keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on telemedicine and doctors on demand, and talk to you again on next week's Three Shifts Edition. <laughs>